the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. With a reasonable answer for the hope that lies within us, this is Contending for the Faith with Dr. Jerry Buckner. And now, to introduce Dr. Jerry Buckner, here's Gary Bell. Evening and welcome to another exciting edition of Contending for the Faith with your host, Bay Area pastor, lecturer, counselor, and expert on the cults, none other than our very own Dr. Jerry L. Buckner. I'm Gary Bell, and once again, our phone lines are open, and we want to hear from you. Well, the October 7th, wow, it's been quite a while since October, as we round the curve to the last weeks of of the year, October 7th, 2023, it's kind of a day that goes down in Israel's history as, as an infamous day. It was the day Hamas attacked, attacked Israel, and it was one of the bloodiest in Israel's history and the deadliest for the Jews since the Holocaust. And we've seen and heard reports from the Middle East on, on the horrible and heinous and barbaric killings of Jews. However, in light of the Bible, And in light of history, this is nothing new or surprising. Behind all of these acts of violence and evil is Satan and his demonic horde working in accordance to what is written in Ephesians 6 and 12. Warfare is not only physical. We often think of it as tanks and rockets and missiles and bombs. But warfare is also spiritual. So stay tuned tonight as we bring you part four in our series entitled Genocide Attacking Christmas. For we are not pretending, we are contending for the faith. Well, good evening, Dr. Buckner. I trust that you did not get a lump of coal in your this year. <laughs> that's, a, that's a good way to put it, Brother Gary. <laughs> You for that so much. <laughs> Thank you so much also for that wonderful and always challenging introduction and how you let God use you. And we want to thank everybody out there in Radio Land for joining us for another edition of Contending for the Faith. And as Brother Gary said, we are up uh, right before a new year, and we want to make sure that we have a new life in Christ because uh, the Apostle Paul said, through the leadership of the Holy Spirit, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. All things pass away. Behold, all things are made new. It's made new in Christ. And as Brother Gary said, we are talking uh, about this subject matter of genocide. And we've uh, titled this series, Genocide Attacking Christmas. And uh, by way of introduction, I want to say this. You know, uh, those these are t- attacks upon the very heart of Jesus, you know, uh, and Satan, that's what he's doing. He, uh, and Jesus said, they will hate you because they first hated me. And you remember, we said that they were, uh, they'd been building these satanic uh, uh, things around uh, 
the birth of Jesus Christ, uh, and uh, that's a serious attack upon our Savior, our Lord. And now it's attacks uh, everywhere in this wicked world where they're trying to say that uh, Jesus was born as a Palestinian baby, not as a Jewish baby. See, that's another hate upon who Jesus is. And we just got to prepare our hearts for all of these attacks because they're constantly trying to still kill Jesus. Uh, uh, if he was here today, they would try to uh, put him on a cross like they did before. That's how much they hate our Savior and Lord. But they won't be able to do that again because he's coming back as King of Kings and Lord of Lords. And so uh, I want to just review these uh, points that I've mentioned so far and then get to the meat of the one that I need to uh, share with you tonight. And we are talking about there are 10 genocide attacks upon Christmas. And, and this is what we're going to do as a means of review. Number one, we've talked about, uh, I've talked about the first genocide attack happened in the Garden of Eden. And uh, the second attack, a genocide attack on Christmas is what Jesus said in John 8 and 44. He called Satan, the devil, a murderer and a liar from the beginning. And then number three, uh, I talked about the third genocide attack on Christmas. The devil tried to destroy Moses as a baby and as a baby uh, because he knew that he was going to be the, a deliverer of uh, the people of Israel, and he wanted to try to stop that, but he couldn't. So the devil just, he, he he puts his little tax out there, but God always wins in the end. Number four, the fourth genocide attack upon Christmas was to try to destroy Jesus. And there is a parallel between uh, Moses uh, and, and Jesus, and yet, uh, uh, Pharaoh, uh, who tried to destroy all the young uh, boys, two years and under, during the time of Moses. And then King Herod, he, uh, in the New Testament, he tried to destroy all of the young boys, two years and under. And King Herod tried to stop Christmas. He tried to kill and destroy Jesus, his birth, suffering, death, and resurrection and uh, to die and deliver us from our sins. And uh, this intentions of Satan through uh, Pharaoh as well as King Herod has not stopped. That same type of spirit is in the world today, operating in our world today. And we're going to be talking about that in some of the other points that I'll mention in the future. Now, uh, the uh, these marchers were marching the other day and saying that uh, and they were a lot of them were Palestinian marchers, and they were saying, we are out to cancel Christmas. They want to do everything to cancel Christmas. And you know what it's all about? It's an attack upon Jesus. And this genocide attack has been going on from the Garden of Eden to the present day. Now, I'm going to say something to you tonight that uh, will shock some of you, but it's going to be a good biblical shock, okay? And it's good to get that every now and then uh, because it's a wake-up call. I'm going to talk about in 
including on my message, is that this King Herod uh, that tried to destroy and stop Christmas, there is a, I'm going to talk about five points that I see a lot of Herod in a lot of us. Now, I'm not saying that a lot of you are out to kill people, but there are many that are trying to kill others and they are killing others. And, but even besides that, there's still a lot of Herod in a lot of us. You never heard a message like that before, have you? Well, here's the first time to hear one about it. If you never heard one on it, and I want to talk about five types of Herods in all of us. Uh, and let me say number one, uh, Herod, King Herod was threatened by Jesus. Herod was a king and he was threatened by Jesus as a king. And we live in a world everywhere where the world today is threatened by Jesus being uh, a Lord and King of their life. And this is nothing new, but you see that Herod that's in all of all of the people somewhere and uh, where people are threatened by Jesus as King of their life. They just don't want him to be King and Lord of their life. And then secondly, we uh, have a lot of Herod in us why? Because we put self-interest over Jesus. We put our self-interest first over Jesus. We put our time over Jesus, our talent and our treasures and our occupation, future goals and objectives. Uh, we put those things in front of Jesus, even our ego, because the ego Satan uses, and we put even the finances and all of this time, talent, and treasure, we're going to stand before God one day and give an account uh, for not using uh, denying self. See, we got to deny self and take up his cross and follow him. And Herod was in denial about denying self. He put his self-interest over God's interest. And we got people all over the world that got that Herod in them. Now, what's a sin? Now, thirdly, and we all have a lot of Herod in us where we let our jealousy get in the way of God being uh, the Lord and King of our life. We, we just get jealous of Christianity. We get jealous of, of God and all that he's trying to do uh, for us and through us. We just, uh, that's the way a lot of us are. We're just jealous of the Lord Jesus Christ and we feel like, hey, you know, uh, I'm not going to put this Jesus Christianity above my belief because my belief is superior than his, you know. No, and my practices are superior. No, it's not. He is superior than, than all of us and everything that we are, everything that we are about, and stuff like that. So we need to uh, stop being jealous of the Lord Jesus Christ. And uh, a lot of people are jealous of us being Christians. They're jealous of and hate our churches, try to burn them down. And uh, I was just studying some things on Nigeria. There was 150 Nigerian Christians that were, they, they, they burned down their facilities where they're worshiping and killed a lot of them. Uh, 
and jealous of what we're all about and what who we love as Christ. And then, and then I want to say, fourthly, we all have a lot of Herod in us because we lie about really truly worshiping uh, the Lord Jesus Christ. Remember, he said to the wise men, go find out where he is so I can come and worship him. Oh, big liar. And see, Satan is uh, not only a murderer, but Jesus said in John 8 and 44, he's a liar. And he'll get you to lie about your own worship because you're lying when you got one foot in the church and another foot in the world. You're lying when you're living a life of hypocrisy, which is another name for acting, acting to be something that you're not. And that's what Herod was doing. Told the wise man, tell to go find out where the child is at so I can come and worship him. He didn't want to come and worship him. He, he wanted to come and do genocide. This is what we're talking about. And there's a lot of people got that hypocrite spirit. That's one of the things that made Jesus angry all the time in his ministry. He got angry over hypocrisy more so than anything else. And he went into the temple and cleaned it out and then talked about all these woes in Matthew 25. Woe to you, hypocrites. Better repent of that. That'll take you straight to hell. You know, faking to be something that you're not. And that's what King Herod did. Didn't, I told you this is going to be a shocker tonight. This, this, what I'm talking about right now is a shocker. You don't hardly hear no sermons on this. And then fifthly, and lastly, we have a lot of Herod in us in the fact that he refused to give God the glory. And there was another Herod in the Bible. Uh, this was not the same Herod, but there was another Herod in Acts chapter 12, and verse 23. It says that the angel smoked him. Why? Because he didn't give God the glory. See, and Herod didn't give God the glory. And look at so many people today uh, in our world that's not giving God the glory. And they say, well, you know what? I'll never give God the glory. I'll never praise him. I'll never bow down to him. Well, you better take a long, good look at Philippians chapter uh, 2, that great kenosis chapter, where it says every knee will bow, every tongue will confess that Jesus is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Notice he said to the glory of God the Father. That's what it says in Philippians chapter 2. You may not give him glory on this side, but my friend, you'll give him glory on the other side and it'll be too late for you. You know, and because that's the reality check right there. So my prayer tonight, you know, is that you'll give him the glory now. Because in Matthew chapter 7, Jesus said, in that day, many will say, Lord, Lord, did not do this and that. And he said, I never knew you because you didn't do the will of my father. You got to give God the glory right now. If you have denied giving God the glory, it's a good way to start the new year off. Give God, God the glory, not just on Sunday, but every day by reading your Bible, praying, faithfully giving, you know. So I'm going to close with this prayer, and I want you to repeat after me. Dear Lord, I confess my sins, and I know that you are faithful and just to forgive me of my sins and to cleanse me from all unrighteousness. I repent right now of not giving you the glory. And as I start this new year off, I'm going to give you the glory in everything I do, the little, the big, and everything, because I'm going to bow now rather than 
being condemned because I didn't bow in this life. I'm going to bow in this life so I can be blessed in the next life. He that has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says unto the churches regarding all these different heretics in us. You better repent of it. Brother Gary. Well, all right, it's time for us to take that commercial break. Our phone lines are open. We want to hear from you. Pick up that phone and give us a call. We'll be right back with more of Contending for the Faith. You're listening to Contending for the Faith on AM 1100 KFAX, the spirit of the Bay. Well, welcome back to Contending for the Faith with your host, Bay Area pastor, lecturer, counselor, and expert on the cults, Dr. Jerry L. Buckner. You know, we're rounding the curve to a brand new year, and this is like one of the last Saturdays of the year of 2023, and we want to give you an opportunity to come on and ask questions, make comments, and dialogue with us tonight. If you need prayer, we're here to pray with you as well. We always say prayer should be your first response, not your last resort. Come to God first, whatever issues you're struggling with. Seek him first. Seek his face first. He's got all the answers. There's nothing too difficult for the Lord to fix, to solve. He has all the resources when we don't. So seek him first. We want to encourage you tonight. Give us a call. And we just want to really take this time, especially as we finish this year out, we look back and we see so many faithful listeners and so many faithful supporters who have stood by this ministry, who have prayed for us diligently and have been very generous to us as well. And we just want to take this moment to appreciate you and to thank you for your faithfulness for your goodness, for your commitment to contending for the faith. You know, it's just an amazing thing. So we want to say thank you, and we appreciate you. And we know that uh, a lot of times people like to make uh, year-end giving donations, and this is a great opportunity for you to do that as well. Um, so it's it's an awesome opportunity. There's two ways that you can give. Uh, one is to address a check or money order to contending for the faith. P.O. Box 553, Tiburon, California, 94920. That's Contending for the Faith. Post Office Box 553, Tiburon, California, 94920. The second way is so much simpler. You can go online to contendingfaith.org, contendingfaith.org. Click on the Donate button. And you will be a blessing for time and eternity. As Dr. Buckner mentioned earlier in his message, we have the responsibility of our time, our talent, and our treasure. What do we do with what God has given us? What do we do with our talent? What do we do with our time? What do we do with our treasure? You know, God's going to uh, look at that when we stand before him. And those of us who have been generous and given giving to the poor, giving to other ministries um, that are sending their monies ahead of them. You know, I believe that God's going to tell you, look around and you're going to see a multitude of people. You're going to ask God, who are these people? 
And the Lord's going to say to you, these are folks that made it into the kingdom as a result of your giving, as a result of you dedicating your time and talent and your treasure to the kingdom. So we have, to, we have a responsibility. And so we want to encourage you, take the time, use your responsibility, take that responsibility to, to bless the kingdom with your time, your talent, and your treasure. Well, I hope Dr. Buckner's there. <laughs> yes, I'm back. Back. <laughs> yes. Well, we have, uh, are you ready to go to uh, the first question of the night? Yes, let's do that, Brother Gary. We had uh, Brother Alfred who left a question. He's off the air, but he wants to know, how long should it take to read the Bible and understand its teachings? Oh, no, that's a very good question, Alfred. We appreciate that question. Uh, Let me just say this as uh, an opener, that uh, the Bible has about 1,189 chapters, and it depends on some people uh, read faster than others, but you want to be able to uh, comprehend what you are reading, so it takes everyone everyone, uh, in in a different way and how they approach the Bible, uh, and I do want to say this, uh, just to kind of give you an example of this, that um, J. Vernon McGee, uh, he did something through the Bible. He does through the Bible radio. You probably heard of him. He's on KFAX. And uh, he always emphasizes five years Bible study. And that's a pretty good uh, approach uh, in terms of going through the Bible uh, in uh, five years. Uh, and I'm going to kind of give you a simple way of kind of like doing that. Uh, I think that you should, uh, definitely, uh, start off with the gospel of John and a chapter a day keeps the devil away. So you should read a chapter of John and just keep going through, uh, each chapter. And it's good to, uh, make sure that you, uh, start off with the gospel of John because it starts off with, uh, breaking down who Jesus is, because he was God and man. And John just kicks off with that. In the beginning was the Word. The Word was with God. The Word was God. And then verse 14, and the Word was made flesh. So you want to start off with John, uh, reading a chapter a day. And then you want to, and that'll help you to get right through the Bible. And then what you want to do is the next book you should read is the book of Hebrews. Because the book of Hebrews, after you finish John, is a Reader's Digest condensation of the the whole entire Old Testament. And the writer of Hebrews breaks it down so that when you get into uh, the Old Testament, it's not overwhelming for you. And you also need to have, after that, uh, you need to start off then, you can go to uh, Genesis, and then you, after you finish that, then you go to Matthew, and then you go, you keep going from book to book, doing it that way. But you also need to have some assistance with you. And, uh, and uh, a new King James study Bible is good because a lot of people still in churches use the King James version, but a new King James study Bible will help to break down, uh, you know, you're getting a better understanding of the text. And then I always tell, uh, young, people or just people in general, all ages, 
start off with a Matthew Henry's uh, commentary, uh, and that will kind of help you out a whole lot. It'll help to break down a lot of stuff for you, uh, verse by verse. And then you need to have also a concordance, and there's a young and strong analytical concordance, and you need also an atlas map. If you're going to be a really good student of the Bible, you're going to need all of those things to assist you. <clears throat> and uh, then uh, that'll help with your, uh, the, the last part of your question, and understanding is teaching. <clears throat> when you have those things, those tools to work with, it'll help uh, for you to your understanding. But of course, uh, one of the major things that you should do is uh, have prayer uh, with that, and prayer really helps out. Uh, and ask God's Holy Spirit to lead you, because Jesus said the Spirit will teach you all things and bring all things to your remembrance. So it's the Holy Spirit giving you power, <clears throat> giving you power to understand the Word of God. And so you want to start everything off with prayer and ask the Spirit to lead you and guide you and direct you. And then after you finish going into all of this stuff, then you could start advancing more and getting into uh, the hermeneutical principles. That's uh, biblical interpretation. Uh, but that's the next step. You can get into that. And then that kind of covers context, like a text taken out of its context becomes a pretext for error. You need to understand context. You need to understand history. And you then you can later on as you grow, have a basic working knowledge of the languages and stuff like that. So context is, is a critical thing in understanding scripture. So hopefully, Alfred, that will help out, get you kind of started uh, with some things. And we'd like to know um, how uh, things go with you, with your study of the Word of God. So keep us posted, and we would appreciate it. And Gary, you want to add anything to this? Yeah, I would. Um, you know, there's a lot of good uh, tools out there, one of which is the Version Bible app. And within the context of that, they have reading, Bible reading plans that you can uh, read through the Bible in a year. It will guide you through there. It also will connect you to a lot of those other tools uh, in terms of concordances and things that help you with your questions. Oftentimes, uh, churches will have a reading plan set up at the first of the year because they like to have the entire church read through the Bible in a year at, together. And um, some of these Bible apps give you at the end of each day an opportunity to write, uh, put into uh, writing what you uh, felt the Lord was talking to you about, different things, that, and uh, you work on it together. So that's that can be helpful. But the reality is, you know, you, you ask the question, how long should it take to read the Bible? You're going to be reading the Bible till you come home to the Lord. You know, there's not going to be a place where you ever stop reading God's word. That that doesn't happen. We have to be in God's word every day, whether we read it from Genesis to Revelation in a year or whether it takes us five years. Once that's over, what, are we going to stop? No, we're going to keep reading God's word. We're going to sometimes start all over, go back to the beginning or approach it from a different standpoint. But we're always going to be reading God's word. There's never, as, as, a, as a believer, 
this is one of the non-negotiables. You have to be in the word of God. That's just, you know, uh, if you call yourself a Christian, this is what you have to do. You have to feed yourself with the word. And so we'll always be in God's word. We'll always be reading the word. We'll always be scriptures. We're always until Jesus comes back or until God takes us home, we will be in the word. So, you know, don't get too hung up about how long it takes because the reality is you will be doing this until uh, you go home. So that, that's my two cents. Amen. Well, those are some good points, Brother Gary. Appreciate that. Also, and hopefully, uh, yeah, go ahead. I was going to say, you know, I, I, one of the things I wanted to mention was I, I forgot to mention one important announcement during, right before we came back. So I just want to let the listening audience know that uh, the next two weeks we're going to be out of the studio and we'll be returning uh, January 20th. But next week we're going to run a classic episode of Contending for the Faith, uh, the seven W's of God for the New Year. And so that's going to be an exciting time. It It was originally aired in 2018, so there's some 2018 references on there, but that's okay. Understand that the the word of God is timeless and you'll be blessed. And so for the next couple of weeks, we'll be out um, doing family things for the, as we roll into the first of the year, but we'll be back January 20th. All right, Dr. Buck. All right. Thank you, Brother Gary, for that. Appreciate that. And Alfred, uh, hopefully all of this stuff that I shared and Gary will get you going. And again, Keep us posted on how you're growing uh, in the Lord. Okay, uh, do we need to go to a commercial break? I think we should go to a commercial break and come back with Jermaine. So once again, it's time for us to take that break. Our phone lines are open. You can give us a call. We'll be right back with more of Contending for the Faith. So don't go away. You're listening to Contending for the Faith on AM 1100 KFAX, the spirit of the Bay. Well, welcome back to Contending for the Faith with your host, Bay Area pastor, lecturer, counselor, and expert on the cults, Dr. Jerry L. Buckner. I'm Gary Bell. Once again, we thank all of you who have been praying for Contending for the Faith through this very tumultuous 2023 year. And those of you who have been so generous to partner with us and give to the ministry. So we thank you for your prayers. We thank you for your generosity. There's two ways that you can donate. You can address a check or money order to Contending for the Faith, P.O. Box 553, Tiburon, California, 94920. That's Contending for the Faith, P.O. Box 553, Tiburon, California, 94920. And it's a perfect time to do that end of the year donation. A lot of folks are trying to get it in under the wire to get the tax breaks and all that wonderful stuff. Uh, so here's an opportunity. We always say, hey, it's easier to go online to contendingfaith.org. That's contendingfaith.org and click on the donate button. And it's that simple. You'll be a blessing for time and eternity. And uh, you won't have to worry about the postman and all that stuff. You can just go straight to the source, go online, contendingfaith.org and donate right 
there. Again, I want to remind you that for the next two weeks, we'll be out of the studio. But next week, we're going to bring you uh, the seven W's of God for the new year. This is the broadcast we we did uh, right before the pandemics in, in 2018. It's a great classic episode of Contending for the Faith. You won't want to miss it. Uh, you won't be able to call in, but you'll be able to listen and take notes. We want to encourage you. And we'll be returning to the studio January 20th. Uh, so mark that on your calendar as well. All right, Dr. Buckner, about ready to go to Jermaine? Let's do that, Brother Gary. And one other note, too, before we go to Jermaine, uh, we want to encourage everyone uh, to pray for Brother Rick uh, Weinstein. Uh, he's in the hospital. Uh, he had uh, uh, an infection in his blood. So uh, I talked to him today and prayed for him. So uh, we want to ask everybody to remember him in your prayers. Um, uh, many of you know of him and and you've heard him call in. So I just want to make a note of that, Brother Gary. All right. Well, maybe we should pray right now. Let's do that. Let's yeah, do that. Lord, we just uh, lift up Brother Rick right now. He's such a faithful an amazing brother. We thank you for his diligence. We thank you, Lord God, for his perseverance, Lord God. We thank you that even in the midst of all of the struggles uh, health-wise that he has had and endured, Lord God, he's remained faithful. He's remained upbeat. He's remained loyal to you, Lord God. And we just pray that you bless him, strengthen him, and heal his body, Lord God. And we pray that you continue to use him, Lord God, as he's been do, doing Bible studies and, and uh, ministering to people, Lord God, continue to bless him, continue to encourage him, and lift him back up in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Brother Gary. And we have uh, Brother Jermaine. Jermaine, uh, how are you doing, brother? Oh, I'm doing very good. Uh, happy New Year to you in advance, and uh, thank you so much for your call and What's on your heart tonight? Well, just uh, this recent controversy with uh, T.D. Jakes and Puff Daddy, P. Diddy. I don't know what he's calling himself these days, but just, um, you know, the allegations that are going on. And, and I'm not saying I don't want to convict anyone before they're actually guilty, but it seems like when pastors and ministry gets involved with some of these celebrities, stuff like this comes at them, just allegations and, and accusations. I just wanted to see how far should believers go with the world before, you know, they kind of realize that they, you, you keep, you know, I forget the, the term, but if you have your feet in, in the same shoe, then people are going to assume you're, that's what you're wearing. So I just wanted to hear your take on that. Yeah, that's a very good point. You know, he's a celebrity, uh, T.D. Jakes, and so he's uh, connecting with other celebrities and uh, then, you know, you end up becoming like them when you're hanging with them too much. Uh, the world starts to rub off of you onto them and vice versa. And it's interesting that you uh, bring up T.D. Jakes uh, and uh, uh, this whole dynamic of P. Diddy because I had Mentioned that to Gary. I talked to Gary a, a little bit about this before the radio program, and we had to chuckle because uh, we were discussing that. And and but let me kind of say something on this, and then I'll get to 
uh, P. Diddy and T.D. Jakes in a little bit. Uh, and by the way, T.D. Jakes, his name is Thomas Dexter Jakes. That's what T.D. means, because I ended up doing an article on him in 2000 for the Christian Research Institute. People can look up that article that I did on T.D. Jakes dealing with, uh, you know, the Pentecostal oneness uh, teachings that he's been uh, historically involved with, which, which I consider that as a cult. But um, my son, Ben, he brought up the other day, a he transferred over to my phone, a, a video uh, that was disturbing was Tyler Perry. And people can look that up. Tyler Perry was in at the Potter's house and they were, uh, having all these people getting excited over Tyler Perry is a well-known actor. <clears throat> Most people know about Tyler Perry, black, well-known actor. Uh, and he came up before the congregation and T.D. Jace was standing up in the pul pulpit area. And uh, Tyler Perry said, you know, I uh, was uh, thinking about giving a, a thousand three hundred and something uh, dollars to the church. But uh, God has convicted me to give a million dollars to the Potter House. And people just went up in an uproar uh, after that. And T.D. Jakes came up close to him, and he was close to him. And then uh, Tyler Perry started speaking in tongues uh, with no interpreter. So he's speaking in tongues, and that's what they do in that Potter House and many Pentecostal churches anyway. You got, uh, Paul rebukes that. And 1 Corinthians 14, that you shouldn't speak in tongues without an interpreter because unbelievers will come in and think you're mad. So anyway, uh, that was uh, disturbing. And then the other thing that was disturbing, he put his, uh, Tyler Perry put his hand on top of T.D. Jake's head, like, you know, what they do with a slain in the spirit. <clears throat> and T.D. Jake just went back and put his hands up in the air and uh, people were holding him from falling backwards. And so, and then, you know, pretty much that was the end of it. But that's disturbing. And then this stuff that we're hearing about T.D. Jakes and P. Diddy uh, involved with a relationship, you know, like you said, we, we can't, uh, you know, definitively say that this is what's going on. Because there's three sides to a story. A lot of people don't think about it like that. Uh, there's the one person's side of the story, then another person's side of the story, and then in the middle is the truth. <laughs> so there's three sides to a story. A lot of people don't look at it that way, but it's, that's true. But T.D. Jakes, uh, when they said that he's engaged in a sexual relationship uh, with P. Diddy, uh, that's... Uh, something that T.D. Jakes says that these claims are unequivocally, this is what he says, unequivocally false and baseless. And then one young man apparently has acquired a uh, lawyer to, to sue Jakes. And, and Jakes told his congregation these were lies and they should not worry about him. Uh, in 2021, Jakes and Diddy teamed up to bring Jake's sermon to uh, the uh, cable television network and a digital cable network. And that covered social justice news. 
So <clears throat> I think a lot of times when you just, I think you brought it out so well, when you get involved with P. Diddy, there's a lot of controversy around him and, uh, you know, people accusing him of being involved with some people get deaths and stuff like that. A lot of stuff is speculation, but his reputation has not been uh, a good reputation uh, from what people are saying. We can't judge those things. So we don't. We don't know what's going on, but it sounds like a lot of worldly stuff that's going on. And the Bible tells us to come out from among them. The Apostle Paul, through the leadership of the Holy Spirit, says, "Come out from among them and be separate," says the Lord, "and touch not the unclean thing, and I will receive you." And then it talks about uh, the world. John says, "The world hates Jesus." Um, and and they do. The world hates you. And when everybody loves you, and you're right in the middle of the world, and everybody loves you, and that's a that's a scary thing. And I wouldn't want to have a part of that at all. So anyway, it's some some concerns. Uh, but in the end, what we need to do is pray uh, for the salvation of all these people. You know, because TD Jakes has a lot of influence uh, on a lot of people, you know, Dion, Emma Smith, you know, uh, several other well-known people, and uh, Michael Irving. And But the big problem, I think, with T.D. Jakes and, and all of them, you know, uh, that I've mentioned, the biggest problem with all of them, including T.D. Jakes, because T.D. Jakes came out of the a Baptist church, but he was not really disciple. Because it was a, if he was truly disciple, he wouldn't have went into the Pentecostal oneness and Jesus only. And, and, and in their church, they baptized in Jesus' name uh, only. And you got to be baptized to be saved and speak in tongues. People get into a lot of foolishness when they haven't been discipled. And the word Christian is mentioned three times in the Bible. And the word disciple is mentioned over 260-something times. What does that tell you? And most of Jesus' ministry was about discipleship. And he said, uh, go into all the world and make disciples, you know, and teach them. He said, teach them before you even baptize them. You know, so that's some serious stuff that we need to take into consideration, you know, uh, Brother Gary, you want to add to this, what I said? We talked a little bit about this stuff, and then we'll give uh, Jermaine a chance to uh, say some closing words. Well, I think you said the best, Dr. Buckner. I mean, we don't know what's going on. We're not there. You know, we, we hear things. We see a lot of stuff. And I think at the end of the day, um, we want to pray for folks that they would get right with God. That mm-hmm. all, and you know, What's done in the dark will be brought to light. You know, scripture talks about your sins will find you out. Mm-hmm. So given time, God will uh, reveal what's going on. Uh, in the meantime, though, I think we should be careful about, um, you know, a lot of times people get really gleeful when they see these people falling and then they see preachers and different folks involved in this. And, and um, 
our attitude, I think, should be one of of a concern and prayer for the salvation of their souls. Because, like you say, Jake's has a, a massive influence, and how many people will fall behind what you know what he's doing right now? Let alone all the rest of if any of this other stuff comes to comes to fruition to be true. So, you know, it becomes also another blemish on the uh, black eye in, in terms of Christianity, how people perceive the Christian faith, because a lot of folks, they don't know um, how messed up T.D. Jakes' doctrine is, where he comes from. All they know is T.D. Jakes is a Christian figure, a popular uh a preacher in their eyes, they don't know the truth. And so all of a sudden, here's another minister falling. Well, we we just really need to pray and uh, ask the Lord to to bring things to light and to bring healing and restoration and uh, repentance, you know, is the, the bottom line. Mm-hmm. So true. Yeah, thank you for that. Jermaine, you want to give some input to what I said and Brother Gary in closing? Spot on. I, I saw the incident that Brother Ben was referencing, but um, you know, I just think this is a good lesson for everyone in ministry, and I still think there's hope for him, so I, I continue to pray, but you cannot wrap yourself up with the world and then expect not to get tagged along with it. So, you know, this I think a lot of this can be good for, for him and everyone in ministry to see how to do it right. Mm-hmm. So true. Yeah. Well, thank you uh, for uh, that uh, input, my brother, and God bless you as we go into the new year and your family and uh, may he give you favor and all of us and give us the three H's, help, healing, and hope. We all need that going into the new year. God bless you, Brother Jermaine, and uh, we look forward to talking to you in the new year, my brother. God bless. Right. God bless you guys. Happy New Year. Happy New Year to you, brother, and your family. Over to you, Brother Gary, to say a few words and knock a home run for Jesus. Amen. And I think, you know, those of us who have made it through this new year, when there's so many people that haven't, you know, we need to give thanks to God that he's preserved us, that he's kept us, that he's delivered us, that he's provided for us, that he's forgiven us. Uh, There's so much to be thankful for. And uh, so we want to end this new year in, in giving thanks to the Lord for his goodness, for his mercy, for his grace, and for seeing us through so many storms and delivering us time and time again, and that he's always faithful. We just thank you that our God will supply all of our needs according to his riches and glory through Christ Jesus. And we're so thankful that he is not a man that he should lie, but all of his promises are yes and amen. And we can take that to the bank. And so we are very thankful we are very blessed in spite of troubles and situations. We are blessed in spite of all of that because we are uh, children of God. And so we thank the Lord for this 2023 and seeing us through. And we look forward to God's blessing in the new year. So we've come to the end of tonight's exciting broadcast. And we'd like to thank Vince, our engineer, and you, our listening audience, for being part of tonight's program and also for being part of Contending for the Faith over the last year. It's important for us to hear from you. Your letters and cards are an encouragement to us, so please drop us a note. Let us know how the program has blessed you. You can reach us at Contending for the Faith, Post Office Box 553, 
Tiburon, California, 94920. Um, you can also reach Dr. Buckner by phone at area code 415-721-1778. So we just want to encourage you. We just ask that the Lord bless you and that the Lord would keep you. And until next time, when we once again give you the opportunity to ask questions, make comments, and dialogue with Dr. Buckner, always with one purpose in mind, to equip, exhort, and better enable you to contend for the faith. May God richly bless you and have a wonderful and happy new year. General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.